Hello and welcome to episode number 12 of Off The Pitch. Yes, we are back with the Off The Pitch segments because we have found some time for ourselves and we also have something other than F1. Sorry boys, this is Kavinka and welcome to another episode of the Grandstand Podcast. Uh, the reason why I said sorry boys is uh, because otherwise we would be speaking only about F1. And to be fair, F1 has been kicking uh, these days. The next uh, Grand Prix is in Baku, of course, this weekend. Uh, we are recording and we are recording actually on the 6th. Uh, yesterday was the Roland Garros Finals. And with me here, I have Pevinder, an avid tennis fan. He has appeared on our podcast in video form, of course, uh, back in 2021, Pevin yeah? Uh, Australian yes, Open, we right. were discussing about that. That's Welcome right. to uh, the podcast. Hi, Kavika. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I always love to join the podcast. Awesome stuff. Awesome so, stuff. Let's, let's get uh, right to it, you know. Uh, welcome to episode number 12 of, of Pitch by the Grandstand Podcast. So we are going to be talking about the French Open that concluded yesterday. Uh, we are going to get into the men's and women's singers finals, especially uh, with Iga Swiatek and Rafael Nadal winning their respective tournaments. Uh, but we first have to speak about the women's singers. Tevin, the, did you watch that women's singers final? I think it's fair to say that Coco Goff, the 18-year-old, and the 18th seed was in fact blown away by that dominant Polish power. Definitely, definitely. Um, watching that final, it reminded me of the Australian Open final this year, where Ash Barty just, you know, killed it in that final. It was mm-hmm. almost like that. Sviatek is playing amazing tennis. And honestly, I don't know why she wasn't world number one before this, because the way she's playing, I mean, she's had a 35-0 match-winning streak and won the last, with yesterday, uh, with Saturday's victory, six back-to-back titles for her. So she's playing amazing tennis. And Goff, at the age of 18, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm... What were you I doing mean, at the age I'm of 18? Right? Like, 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 we can't, I know, we can't exactly. say anything bad against that because what were we doing at age 18? Like, probably writing for our age. I know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Sviatek, she's, uh, she's 21. She's I'm 21, 21 as well, yeah. Like, <laughs> what am yeah. I doing at 21? <laughs> <laughs> but amazing, uh, amazing stuff. Uh, this is Iga Swiatek's uh, second Grand Slam title. And what a way yeah. she did it. She won it. I mean, I was watching the first bit, uh, of course, until a power cut came. Yes, we live in Sri Lanka. And uh, this should be quite normal to our viewers or, or our listeners, actually, uh, that power cuts happen. And so... Powercard went <laughs> midway into the match and I was just watching it from my phone. But, you know, whatever, power cut. But power wasn't cut. That power coming off Sviantek's racket. I mean, yeah. look, we always say that that females in the sport are the much more gentle. But when you look at uh, Serena Williams, Venus Williams back in the day, uh, Justin yeah. Nina, then uh, Kim Kleister's Triontek, Maria Sharapova, and Victoria Azarenka. 
I mean, these are heavy heaters. And I think in this day and age, you really need to either, you, you can do one of two things. You can either suppress that power that's coming from your opponent or just, just go all out and, you know, play to your absolute peak. And that is what Sviantek did. I, I, to be honest, Tevin, the golf also is a very powerful player. And make no mistake, yeah. she when she reaches her prime, she will be one of those heavy hitters. But as of now, I think Definitely. age played a big role in it. It did. I think age and, you know, just, you know, the, the drive to want something so badly. It's just, you know, you could see it. You could see it in, you know, Swiatek's eyes that she wanted this. She needed it, you know, and she just went all out. She was like, whatever, I'm just going to leave it all on court. And my God, what a powerhouse she is. What a powerhouse. 35 match win streak, by the way, tied with Venus Williams for the longest since 2000. Goodness gracious, 35. Just like, digest that, man. (laughs) Wow. I know. 35. (laughs) 35, I mean, she's beaten some crazy opponents and Coco Goff was one of them. Let's talk about Coco Goff. I mean, she made headlines when she was, uh, she was, I think she was 15 or 16 uh, back uh, when she was playing yes. Wimbledon and she beat Venus Williams back in, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 2018. Um, yeah, and right. yeah, she's, she's gotten much, much better, much mature, I should say, but she's not done. Talk, talk about tournament to her do, do you think that uh, like the main argument and also with Rude uh, and Nadal like the main argument was that the winners of this tournament they faced more advanced opponents in terms of experience and seeding they faced more advanced tour- uh, uh, sorry players on their way to the final what do you have to say about that and of course it's do you also say that it's true in a way Uh, sorry, Kavika. I think uh, I missed some of the question. Oh, no. So, so my question is that uh, whether uh, on the way to the final, they faced much advanced opponents in terms of seeding and experience. Do you think that played a part in them becoming champions? Because the same could be said for Rafael Nadal as well. Oh, yes, definitely. I mean... Of course, each match is a learning process, right? And the better players you get in your draw, the more you learn along the way. And, I mean, speaking for Coco Goff, um, to be honest, I think she had the easier draw out of the two. Mm. But along the way, she's she's played some really good players. I know she played Elise Mertens in the fourth round. Yeah. And uh, Salone Stevens in the quarterfinal. And yeah. She's just been building uh, her momentum all along. I, I mean, she hasn't dropped a set in the entire Roland Garros, except the final, where she lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's been playing amazing tennis. And, you know, just that build-up from, from that Wimbledon, where she played Venus Williams, all the way to now, she's grown as a player. You can see that, yeah. you know, even though she's 18, she's, her style, the way she's developed, the way she thinks on court is not 18. She's thinking like a very experienced, you know, well-seasoned 27-year-old tennis player. So, and it showed a lot in the quarterfinal with Sloane Stevens, where she was struggling. She was down in the first set, but caught up to win its own five. 
and yes. you know that moment i i just saw you know all that experience coming out in that set so she's really good she's really improved yeah. and i mean yeah the better players i mean i think having the harder draw and coming getting on top of the harder draw is the best way to learn tennis cuz that means you're playing the most experienced players right so i mean it's, of course uh, of course it's yeah good yeah i mean you and i it's have played tennis so we 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 both know that the more uh, like the harder opponents that you face the much more confidence yeah. you have uh, in the next match right definitely uh, yes. because i i mean yes of course uh, you could say that siontek had uh, had opponents who were tough but if you look at her her draw really leading up to the final she had only uh, pegula and kasatin sorry sorry if i'm pronouncing this wrong but it's kasat <laughs> kasatkina uh, only those two were in the top 20 and there was no top 10 player that uh, she had to face on the way to the final but nonetheless she did give a good fight and yeah without okay so, so she dropped one set uh, which was against chinese zeng but after that yeah. she just plowed away into winning uh, the susan longley uh, trophy yeah but it's interesting she it's did. interesting uh, to see so, sorry oh no no okay keep going sorry yeah no no it's interesting what i was about to say that it's interesting to see how this younger generation shapes up to uh, the likes of uh, who I mentioned before Kim Clijsters Justin Henilarden Venus and Serena Williams because uh, those are the players that these players this crop of uh, younger crop of players did look up to and so you have uh, Raducanu you have Leila Fernandez you have Coco Goff and you have Swiontek as well uh, interesting to see how those four will come up and yeah let's hope for a much more consistent uh, set of players yeah. in the in the women's game as well because uh it you is. know <laughs> we have we have three we have three of the best uh, which is like a federal joke which another like at one point they were just ruling a men's tennis right and so we just want to yes. see someone like serena williams back in the day just someone who's really 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 consistent but we spoke a bit about the men's earlier on let's get into the men's action rafael nadal Lacatero if i'm saying that right in spanish uh, i need to work on my spanish a bit yes duolingo that's where it comes in this is not a sponsored <laughs> episode by the way <laughs> but uh, but yes the spaniard did win his 14th title on clay 22nd grand slam of his career putting him two ahead of djokovic and nada and federer uh, federer of course close to retirement uh, I don't know how that speaks for both of us Federer fans. <laughs> that is going to be but, one of the hardest days of our lives. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I just really want to see him play this one last time probably this Wimbledon yeah. which is coming up. But hey, just, you know, being Federer fans, I mean you have to appreciate this man, Rafael Nadal, another bagel in in the uh, the French Open. lost one set in his french final so that's the out, basically yeah. out of 14 finals he's won 14 finals so he beat 
Rude yesterday. Uh, Norwegian, sorry, yeah, Norwegian Casper Rude. Six three six three six love. My goodness me, I I don't know. Watching the first three games, I thought, you know what? I don't think anyone is ever ever going to come close to this guy's fourteen grand slams. Now fourteen. Grand no slams. way. Just talk to us about the phenomenon that is Rafa no. because he he beat he beat a guy who's what thirteen years younger than him. Insane, yeah. insane. To speak he's to us something about else. The, he's from another planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, yesterday, 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 like it's it's just just a small thing I noticed, but his arms are massive. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> And and like his stature, he's like just so well built, and just for a tennis player, he's like really, really fit. Yep, he is. He he's a big, strong guy. I mean, he, basically, he he's a bull. I mean, they call him they call him a bull, and yeah, El Toro. I mean, yeah, he stands out as one. Exactly. Yeah. So that whole physique is just points out why he's called that, and. He's just something else. He is one of the most amazing ambassadors of our sport. And the way he played yesterday, it's an inspiration to everyone out there that no matter what age you are at, you can still keep going if you really want something, if you have the passion for something. And of course. I mean, talk about the bagel. Uh, I know that that was his 21st bagel at uh, Roland Garros. <laughs> so a bagel, 21. for those who don't know, a bagel is uh, six love, basically. Yeah, beating a player six love. They call it bagel because, you know, it's six love, so six zero zero points out as a bagel. So. Yeah. So 21 it's, of those. Uh, I mean, 21, 21 six loves. It's unbelievable. That's and insane. And to win yeah. 14... Roland Garros titles, 22 Grand Slams yeah. at the age of 36. Physically, Physically. impossible, <laughs> but he did it. <laughs> yeah. He we did had, it. We have just, just a, a great generation of players right now, you know. Uh, like in the in the basketball uh, arena, we have LeBron James. We have in yeah. football, we have Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. And in tennis, we have Rafael Nadal, Djokovic and... Uh, Roger Federer as well. Like, amazing, amazing players. The interesting fact is, what I've noticed, of all the people you mentioned, the sports celebrities you just mentioned, watching them play their respective sports versus everyone else who is in their sport, the only difference that I see in all of them is that they're playing for the love of it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not for anything else. And it's because of that that they're doing extremely well. And they will always be known as the greatest of their respective sports. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think, uh, so, of course, uh, Federer may be the odd one out here, but the other two can keep on going, I think. So, who do you think will end up with the most uh, amount of Grand Slam titles? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I'd love to say Federer, but I can't. (laughs) But um, (laughs) being realistic... uh, I feel it might be Djokovic, given his age and how yeah. much more he can play compared to Nadal and Federer. Yeah. Uh, but also, we have to consider you know players like Medvedev, Zverev, who 
very unfortunately had to break, you know, twist his ankle in that semi-final. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, players like Alcaraz, they are posing a big threat for Djokovic as it is mm-hmm. now because Djokovic mm-hmm. lost to Alcaraz uh, before coming into Roland Garros. Yeah. And he's he's been on a losing streak to all the next-gen players so far. I don't know if it's because he doesn't he hasn't played since Australian Open, since US Open. Yeah. Or us because of age or whatever it is, or it could be just the fact that you know, small blip. Next I think players, I think it's a it's a small blip. I think he'll be back for sure. Yeah. So I mean Djokovic is undoubtedly one of the greats and his ability to not give up at any point, like coming back from two sets down to win a match is not easy. So, he's got that fighting spirit. So, I feel Djokovic might end up with the more Grand Slams. But, again, we can never say, right? Because <laughs> as it we is, Nadal say, yeah. just keeps increasing his lead. Yeah, of course. And so, I think as long as the French Open is there and as long as you're going to have a fit Nadal, I think you might as well rename the tournament to French Open Rafael Nadal instead of Roland Garros Rafael Nadal Open <laughs> amazing, Actually, amazing. But, I mean but he, he just, deserves it definitely definitely he, he deserves it I think this year has been good for him he's going on two out of two yeah. slams so far his next I will be on Wimbledon but Casper Ruud good job I mean uh, like so far until the final I think he he underperformed a bit but he gave he He's all like yeah. all the other 13 opponents Nadal has faced before. This 14th opponent also gave it his all. And he admitted yeah. to not being up to par with Nadal on clay. Just an intense player True. on clay. That topspin just works wonders for him. He's been using it from age, yeah. whatever age he started playing tennis. And at the age of 19, he won. In 2005, he won his first uh, uh, French Open. 13 finals later, he's won his 14th. An amazing, amazing achievement. Unbelievable. Kasparud, good, good luck to him, of course. But it was yeah. Nadal's day and Nadal's fortnight to behold. But with that, uh, this, was a, this was just a, a short uh, review on the French Open, of course. Uh, we had... But uh, keep... Keep it locked on to the Grandstand Podcast. We'll try and put in a bit more episodes, of course. And with that, we have an interesting thing to say to you all that we will be putting up a special episode in celebration of our partnership with Code Fest organized by the Interact Clubs of St. Joseph's and St. Peter's College. And that will be aired probably next week. So stay tuned. Keep it locked. And yeah, uh, thanks, Tevinder, for coming on board and giving us your insight as well. I know this was a bit short. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, he's joining, by the way, from Australia. <laughs> so we have some <laughs> All international, the way from international, like, you know, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, yeah. Pitbull vibes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, guys, it's just basically just Sri Lanka's living abroad and that's why we say Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. No biggie, y'all. <laughs> but uh, to the people that's listening in from all around the world, hope you have a good one. Uh, stay safe out there for the people in Sri Lanka man just keep on fighting just keep on surviving because there's hope as as long as you don't uh, lose that hope I think a lot of a lot of sporting action would have 
told you told us this but if there's anything yeah. there's hope there's hope ahead um sri lanka yeah. will also be taking on australia in the the cricket uh, by the way the tickets were sold out amazing stuff i think abhishek can speak to us about that in our next episode but good luck to the boys the lions and yeah the, uh, thanks a lot david for coming again and thank you for having see me you in of course of course take care over there and yeah yeah from you too <laughs> thank you thank you and from carving curves for the grandstand podcast it was a good one take care and bye bye